0: a fantastic start mate. Greetings one and all. You're listening to another Icky Procast, season 2, episode 04 if you were to be torrenting this. Um, quite clearly, you're probably not, though. So, you are listening to me once again, Benji Jackson. Hi, how are you? No Jamie this week. Instead, we turn to uh, my beloved wife. Ms. M- Ms. Mrs.? Mrs., I It's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, a
1: little
0: bit it's like When you're married, it's Mrs., but who, who... You're not a Mrs., you're a Ms. I'm a ma'am. Anyway, it's Maeve. I talk about Maeve enough, ma'am. Hi. Ma'am. Uh... I really wish Maeve, that the first podcast I mean we, you're no stranger to the podcast because we did that whole Muzai retrospective thing a couple of years ago. Oh, which kinda right. kick started my love of doing podcasts. It was Maeve Monroe. Yeah. Or Maeve Tut. Okay. Shh. Um <laughs> how about just Maeve? Just Maeve. Mono mono <clears throat> is that uh? We've we've had a lot of lot of caffeine and nothing more than that today. Um but yeah, mate, look, thank you so much for coming on the show. I talk about you quite a lot. Um and you have to put up with dealing with this every Tuesday. It used to be every Monday with me and Jamie. So um thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having and me. And being a really good host, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a very heavy Icky Procast. Yeah. They've been have you been listening to the last couple since me and Jamie started back this year?
1: Uh, I, I listened to you through the door. Okay. Which is kind of like a live action podcast.
0: It's like being side of stage almost, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah. Why are you putting on that voice?
1: This is my voice. I talk like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, right, I think it's, uh, well, first of all, uh, Maeve, because this is the first time on the show, would you like to let people know how they can interact with us in the various means? It's on the run sheet there.
1: Oh, Twitter, Ikigai Pro, Instagram, Ikigai Pro, web, Ikigai Pro dot net.
0: I'm not gonna edit that, Ikigai X Pro, for the first time that you did that. Wait, though, where? Instagram, Ikigai X Pro. Oh,
1: okay, there's an X on there. Or if
0: you want to email us, hello at ikigaipro.net, expecting an awful lot of Michael Jackson fans after the article that went up uh, on Tuesday. I say that, mate, because this comes out on a Thursday. So I can't say today, because today would be a Thursday in podcast land.
1: Mate, I don't even know what today actually is.
0: All right, well, today is a very harrowing podcast <laughs> once again. So we preface this by a big big massive trigger warning um today's main topic uh, as if there's anything else to talk about is the uh, leaving neverland documentary it got played on HBO over the weekend um it is playing the first part played last night on channel 4 and it's playing again tonight um we have to delve into the topic of you know sexual abuse uh emotional abuse Um, So a big hefty trigger warning because we will be touching on those topics during our our main talking point. We're also going to be talking about a record store day 2019 that happens on April 13th. Uh, And in the news we are going to be talking about Sony and the problems regarding uh, the video game Anthem. But we have to start on a heavy note. Two heavy notes. Well, three. I mean, King Kong Bundy sadly shuffled off the Mortal Core this week.
1: Yeah.
0: If you're a wrestling mm. fan like me and Jamie Taylor, uh, who will be coming to do a podcast at some point, focused on wrestling, you'll understand that's a big loss. Uh, perhaps even bigger than that, though, um, we lost two. I, I mean definitely for me one of them was a huge pop cultural icon in the world of music and if i dare say it for yourself i mean living in new zealand at yeah. the same time as me and um, the other person that we lost was another very significant pop cultural icon so we start with the television icon uh luke perry unfortunately passed away uh, earlier this week uh, it was off the back of a massive stroke that he had it it does beg into question not to be cold-hearted or anything like that but what would the quality of life have been for luke perry had he had a prolonged life after the large stroke i mean that's heartbreaking 90210 was where he made his name didn't he he was the heartthrob was it dylan
1: dylan yeah yep
0: uh, and then from that he ended up doing uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer
1: the movie the
0: movie indeed with uh, <clears throat> Rudger Hauer, Christie is it Kirsty Swanson Kirsty
1: Christy Christy
0: Kirsty delete is appropriate and uh Paul Rubens is one of his first acting geeks after you know oh. he got arrested for I believe it's called lewd acts yeah yep um we also lost Keith Flint uh the lead singer of the prodigy uh for luke perry was 52 keith flint was 49 wasn't he mm. so we're looking at very young deaths um cause of death which was announced by uh prodigy head honcho uh liam howlett was it was suicide you raised a very interesting point when we talked about this affair, though Maeve. you said that uh keith flint was quoted at one point saying that um when he's had enough he'll just end it is that true
1: yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but it must be true. It was in an article I read about. Him. A,
0: an article overseas or an article? I
1: think it was Guardian. I can't
0: remember. Um, I mean, feel free to chime in because I don't want to completely consume the podcast with my own voice. But um, uh, any any memories of uh well, Luke Perry to begin with, because you're a big big fan. A big big consumer of television. I am, yes. so, uh, so I mean, what about Luke Perry? Any oh, favourite moments?
1: Honestly, my first thought was my friend had two sets of nine oh two one oh Barbie dolls.
0: Okay.
1: And Dylan was always my fave.
0: Over Jason Priestley. Yeah. Brendan Walshy was known yeah, as a yeah. yeah. No, that.
1: he was always my fave.
0: Um, Even though he looked about 40. But then he had a bit of a revival, did he not, with Riverdale, is that correct?
1: Yeah, well that's the thing, he's on Riverdale at the moment, like, they're going to have to do one of those, you know, death off camera, everyone wants...
0: There's no shame in saying that you called it the John Ritter. Yeah. Which is when John Ritter died off, and, you know, there's eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter, which got abbreviated, of course. That two guys together on the pizza place got abbreviated. (laughs) Um... Yeah, they they had to write him off in between seasons, didn't Mm. they?
1: And then, you know, that dreadful... Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, everyone said... Do
0: you reckon they dealt with that a bit heavy-handed or not?
1: I mean, what else can you do when your main actor dies?
0: Stop the TV series was one of the trends of thoughts. Well, there is that. But then the problem is that it was such a behemoth that Mm. it would be like cancelling the Big Bang Theory almost if one of the members left. But I think the big difference here is John Ritter died. Mm. Could you have continued without? He was the integral part of the show as yeah. well. Like with no disrespect to Katie Sagal or any of that. I mean, even when David Spade joined, I thought, yeah, he's pr- he's pretty good, you know. But if the focal part of a show is no longer there,
1: is it maybe? I mean... Do you think? You know, Look at the the Roseanne spinoff once she got booted.
0: But that's complete... Is that still
1: going? I don't know. Yeah, no, just do the well? Connors. Yeah.
0: I think it's doing alright. All right. I haven't heard it anywhere <clears> that it's been cancelled, but yeah. but you're more of a more of the television fan out of the two of us, aren't you? Yeah. I mean I'm not saying that I'm a huge music buff.
1: I have watched a lot of shit T V in I, my life. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I have watched a lot of shit Do you
1: remember the Dawson's Creek finale? No. Oh mate
0: right but then i've watched a lot of shit films as well yeah yeah i mean like did you go through a phase no because you you were in new zealand so that doesn't count but i went through a phase at university where i'd go to poundland stores but you are familiar with so you are you from i mean you're familiar with the poundland store dvd now which is the repurposed dvd of like oh that did all right in the cinema like not magic mike but step up to the streets or some junk like that Well, before then, it was just whatever Z-rate shit you could get your hands on. So, like, Ninja vs. Zombies or, you know, Mm -hmm. which had alluring titles but just were awful. (coughs) That's all right, you can cough. I'm not editing it out, you know. It's meant to be there in the conversation. Um, Memories of Keith Flint.
1: Once again, it just took me right back to the first time I saw the Firestarter music video. I think it was new release music videos On Channel Two back in New Zealand.
0: I mean, it was that—that was an iconic moment. I mean, not to take away from Luke Perry, it's sad, but I really wanted to get into the guts of like, you know, this death of Keith Flint, because I'm not saying Luke Perry's death is not significant. You know, Mm. I mean, they're both very, very sad situations. Um, for me though, I think. Even though it was of my generation, I was maybe a little bit too young to really be absorbed in the whole nine hundred two one zero fandom. I mean, I, I mean, knew...
1: I was too young. I don't know why I was watching
0: it. I but at a young age, where you was know? my mother? But at the same time, it was like cornerstone viewing in New Zealand. I mean, I regret not putting that in the article that I wrote about my viewing habits in New Zealand, and what I've done there, Maeve, just to let you peek through. Uh, Behind the curtain, as I've alluded to an article, I hope people do. It's like a verbal hyperlink. It is a verbal hyperlink. You're right, Um, but uh, the importance of the prodigy, it it cannot, it it can't be understated enough how important the prodigy were
1: Hmm.
0: to the music industry. Because for a lot of people, along with White Zombie or Rob Zombie. The Prodigy had an incredible crossover effect where dance fans and rock fans all kind of united and they did, a lot of people are saying The Prodigy did bridge that gap between rock music and dance music you know, it was the dance music that as a metal kid Mm. it was acceptable to listen to when everything was was tribal It was that
1: punk rock spirit wasn't it? It was punk rock attitude with dance
0: yeah, and it was interesting, the their development, because experience was all about Liam Howlett's experience in, with rave culture. I mean, you've had to put up with me listening to Prodigy an insurmountable amount of time since we started going yeah. out, you know. Um, but I'll always go back to Jilted Generation because that's when Liam Howlett started messing around a lot more with guitars. And a, lot, a couple of people might say that um, a couple of the tracks off Jilted Generation... Um, they're more towards industrial music than it did dance music because mm-hmm. he's incorporated big beat along with like the melancholic guitar parts, it was heavy, yeah, is essentially what I'm saying. Then Fat of the Land came out in
1: 1997,
0: good year, very good year. So, look, very, very sad, Keith Lint, Luke Perry. You have been cornerstones in many of a millennial and even a generation X's life. and it should so, have been
1: just bad millennial news,
0: hasn't it? I think we should we should call this <laughs> You'll never
1: afford a house and all your favourite nineties icons are dead.
0: I refuse to believe this <clears> idea, <throat> idea that 2019's gonna be another shit year. May... It's not really started off very good mean, though, has it? It's
1: it's been bad since the day before we went. Let's be honest.
0: But we keep losing it. Who do you is gonna go next? Is... I don't wanna do a deadpool. I, I think
1: the thing that we just have to accept is people die all the time. But
0: 49 and 52.
1: Yep, young babies die. while well, that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everyone died.
0: So what's your point?
1: Like, these people are just well-known people. Regular people die all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, like I said, it's going to be another heavy, icky broadcast. Um, Sony are offering full refunds due to an Anthem glitch. Any idea what any of that sentence meant, Maeve? No. I don't mean to generalise because you're a girl, but I would imagine <laughs> none of that sentence.
1: Uh, I know what a Sony is. What's a Sony? Uh, some, some sort of record company.
0: Yeah, they also produce... Movies, high- that's right. And also high-quality video gaming equipment. See, if we want <laughs> if we want nice stuff for the house, <coughs> Mave. you have to, you know...
1: I don't want Sony. I've just got to be in here. We've got a
0: Sony PlayStation.
1: Oh, well, aren't
0: we great? We are great <laughs> with our Sony PlayStation. Not going to have an, a couple's argument with you. Aren't. No one needs that. It's
1: fine. I like Sony. Yeah, Sony.
0: More Sony. If you uh, want to send us some Sony products, Sony um, headphones,
1: Okay. Anything else
0: we need for the house? No, I'm good. No? Blu ray player?
1: Oh, I wouldn't mind one of those um, TV
0: things. Sound bars. Yeah. But you could get that from B&M.
1: I'm just trying to get.
0: bnm And, you know.
1: <laughs> I actually almost brought one. Today. What
0: terrifies me the most is that we're saying all of these corporate kind of names and.
1: Uh, Our Instagram feeds are going to be. Well, with, my Facebook With all sorts of helpful
0: suggestions My Facebook messenger is going to be absolutely popping With um, Sony products now Put your phone down There, there is no use of the phone while podcasting That's the rule that me and Jamie have instilled Sorry, I wasn't aware of this We absolutely digress Sony, uh, a game got released called Anthem It's no Fortnite, so I've been told uh-huh. I'm not a Fortnite player Jamie tells me all about Fortnite, mm. so I'm not too sure.
1: It's like Battle Royale, isn't it? Hey!
0: Right. Yeah. That's what I get for assuming that because you're a girl, you'd I know. have no concept, you know? um. Effectively, what has happened is that Anthem was rushed to be released in the midst of things getting rushed to be released. Sometimes mistakes can happen. Mm-hmm. We learnt that with Wilberforce's first album that we released, didn't we? When the track listing was completely incorrect. Only nothing on the magnitude of this scale because none of the technology that was used to listen to a Wilberforce's album shut down the computer completely. That has been the problem is that um, instead of being placed onto rest mode, the video game itself would then go into or oh, just shut the computer off completely or the computer console I don't know, I oh, or radio wireless. Um, so Sony are offering full refunds and hoping to address the bug very shortly. I mean, that's about as lighthearted as the news is going to get. Yeah, your PlayStation is fucked because <laughs> you know. And all your we're... childhood heroes are monsters. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. you going to stick around,
1: Maeve. I think so. You're going to have to. I mean, I can always make a coffee. Oh, that does sound good.
0: Okay, and uh, welcome back, and thanks for joining me once again, mate. How was your coffee? Non-existent. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was too lazy to walk downstairs.
0: Okay, um, I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, trigger warning: this next segment will contain themes that regard uh, child abuse, sexual abuse, paedophilia. Um, so those of a sensitive disposition, going to give you a couple of moments to turn everything off now. Um, tune in next week. Uh, we'll probably have something a bit more lighter and uh, take care, but we'll give you guys and girls a minute now to do that or everyone, you peeps, to be gender inclusive or non-binary inclusive, should I say? Yeah. Still there? Cool. Uh, the life of Michael Jackson has always been one shrouded in intrigue, scandal, gossip and controversy. Uh, throughout his life, I'm sure will agree, Maeve, he's been dogged by the press for his uh, eccentricities. Have I pronounced that correctly? E-
1: eccentricities? Uh, thank you, Maeve. Ex- Eccentric.
0: Eccentricities, yes. And the allegations of improper conduct. In uh, death, this continues with Leaving Neverland, perhaps the most damning piece of film to detail the extent of the abuse Jackson has alleged to have perpetrated. Focus on Wade Robson and James Safechuck, Two boys who had previously stated in court Jackson did not molest them. Uh, The four hours HBO and Channel 4 documentary is yet another circus around the superstar. And let's be honest, growing up with Michael Jackson, it was always a circus around his personal life, wasn't it? Yeah. So where do we stand now regarding Jackson given such damning evidence? Can we reconcile the artist from their art on this occasion? Or is the crime too uncomfortable and deviant to ignore? And what are the countless Michael Jackson fans who still, to this day, debase, refute, and disparage any shred of evidence pertaining to their heroes' indiscretions? I think the first thing I have to say, Mavis, did you manage to watch the rest of the documentary? Because if I can just be, on, you know, be honest and open for a minute, mm. you were very uncomfortable watching it when we first started. Oh yeah, you? it
1: was not enjoyable in the slides. I only watched half of the the first. Uh, Episode. Okay, but you've
0: you've, you've read. Um, I've read.
1: I've read the spoilers
0: and the summaries. In the summaries. And what's your take on everything from oh, what you've read?
1: It's horrific, isn't it? Like in the, I don't know. It's like, I've always. I don't know why I've always thought, oh, he's innocent. Like he's just misunderstood. It. It was the first time I really thought, yeah, actually, he's a big old dirty creep.
0: It's. It's complicated, and I know people are going to probably think that's a ridiculous statement to make, but I do think that, and we've talked about this off-air, of course we do, because we had dinner together tonight. <laughs> um, it's, I think it's complicated because it, it, it goes back to that constant media circus that, gr- I mean, growing up, Michael Jackson hmm. was our superstar. He was, he was our was, Elvis. Or our Beatles, you know.
1: Elvis was also a pedophile.
0: Though. wow okay you know that is true it's true that is factually true David
1: boy but to this extent like like grooming those boys yeah well it was
0: it was grooming but the the circus that has always surrounded Michael Jackson mm. has always offered out a sense of misinformation
1: yeah
0: and I, I mean it, you know in the if in the article that I, that I wrote did touch upon the uh the idea of how in this day and age he could not have gotten away with with what's happened if indeed it did happen because these are all allegations just so the jackson estate don't come after us directly you know and these are all allegations that have gone on the record through leaving neverland and through various other accounts as well that are out there you know we'll point to some links um on the website or on our YouTube channel uh, if you want to look out for it yourself. But that's the problem is that the media circus and just the complete misinformation that's gone along with Michael Jackson's life. For me, it was hard to believe that he would be capable Mm. of such things. That does make me feel abhorrent. That just because of the nature and the public persona of a character, and perhaps it is a character, Michael Jackson, the character versus Michael Jackson, who these families got to meet. Even now, I'm still debating. You know, I believe that yes, he was capable of doing these things, but given how clued up his legal team are and the spread of misinformation. Can you appreciate why some people might still have an ambiguity Mm. or an ambivalence, should I say, towards, you know, these accusations? Because it's, you know, part of a language, pretty fucking devastating the evidence that's come to light through this documentary.
1: I think it's, I mean, in the past, like, you know, when he was first on trial, the original, I can't remember the voice.
0: Wasn't it Gavin, Gavin Abazola?
1: something like that. Yeah. Like I don't remember hearing like any details <coughs> about <coughs> excuse me. That's okay. about what actually went on, you know, but I think with this just hearing the words come out of those men's voice mouth, yeah, sorry. That's all right. I speak English properly, mate. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know, it's just shocking. But
0: I think it was the graphic nature in yeah. which they detailed you know i mean it, there's always been something not quite right about michael jackson oh, yeah. and i think for, i mean i will be the first to put my hands up and say that at times i defended michael jackson by saying that he didn't have a childhood <laughs> this is a state of arrested development he you know
1: but then that's the excuse that his handlers used on- used uh,
0: which was which yeah which his handlers or his legal team
1: probably his whole team
0: because whatever comes
1: sick of fans
0: whatever comes out well they're not going to bite the hand that feeds and let's be no. honest like the jackson sandwiches there's a lot mm. of sandwiches going around with that sort of paoli you know um It is that misinformation, though. I mean, he's got perhaps one of the most savage legal teams out there who I would imagine their sole purpose is whenever something comes out, Michael, just ignore it. Here is the script that you're going to read from. Leave it to us. And they will eviscerate and disparage everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything. I mean, there's still the argument now that how can we honestly take these allegations seriously when both of the men that were interviewed wade robson and james safechuck in the 90s went on record in front of a court of law and said that no nothing untowards happened and then you asked you said asked me earlier oh well was it because they were young and perhaps didn't know didn't have a sort of moral compass and i'm going to get back to that moral compass in a minute that Wade Robson, at the age of 22, during the Santa Barbara Superior Court trial, said again, No, everything between me and Michael was fine.
1: Mm.
0: And now he's come out and said that uh, actually I lied. It doesn't help the argument when there's a legion of Michael Jackson yeah. fans that are telling you that Michael Jackson is innocent, there is no proof.
1: But it probably took him years to like process what had happened to him and, you know, because it must have been confusing for them because by the sounds of it, it was like having a best friend that... It was a first love. Yeah. The first, you know, In a twisted sort of... Well, yeah, exactly. Grooming
0: way. But the first cut was always the deepest, you know, and that, you know, if you think about it, these kids, I mean, Michael Jackson, I mean, we've mentioned was... There's no one in history that's ever going to be like Michael Jackson. He was our Elvis, our Beatles. He was just, he was a mega star. And no one's ever going to quite reach the height of of fame or infamy, as it were, in this uh, at this stage of Michael Jackson. So if you were a young, impressionable kid hmm. and your pop idol hero said, oh, you know, let's go to Neverland and stuff like that. You wouldn't turn it down. And then when you find out that Michael Jackson also paid for the families to go over. He, you know, he paid for expensive gifts and mm. stuff like that. Almost as a sense of rewarding them or as a sense of coercion. and of keeping the parents quiet. You know, so maybe there was that idea of that. I mean, I know that Robson's gone on record to say that uh, Michael Jackson said if he told anyone that the pair of them would go to jail, which would be horrible. Horrifying for a child to be told that. Oh my God, I'm going to jail, and on top of that, the burden that this huge superstar is going to go down as well, because no one can know what we do. Maybe there was a sense of like some misguided kind of loyalty because it was their first love. I don't know. You you tell me, or you give me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. For mate. God's sake, say something. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um.
1: I. I mean. I think. Obviously, in this sort of Me Too, Time's Up...
0: Yeah, the current climate. Current
1: climate. We are more inclined... Help yourself to my green drink. Uh, Um, We are more inclined to believe victims. And it's... Oh. It's good.
0: That's an interesting taste.
1: It's good that we believe victims and the green juice.
0: It is good that we believe victims, you know. And I think we should. And I think that's why, in my heart of hearts, I do believe that this happened. Because, again... The absolute graphic detail mm. in which they have described <sighs> the actions, you know. I mean, sat there watching it and hearing it, and you know, hearing. I feel,
1: I feel like also to lie would be to Jussie Smollett. It. Yeah, well, it. it you would know, be. it would. It would be
0: that same. I'm loving the Jussie Smollett reference. It cheapens it.
1: It cheapens it.
0: It cheapens child abuse, and
1: we know that people do do it. Jussie Smollett. My
0: second right. Yeah, no, and we do know that that unfortunately there are a lot of people that use their um their status as a celebrity in order to coerce and groom. Mm. Which brings me to uh, just quickly a, a point where there is no smoke without fire, mm. and for people, I mean, I, I find the trouble for me in reconciling this situation regarding Michael Jackson is that. I was I've always believed that you were innocent until proven guilty. Now mm. that's why I, I I really dislike the current culture of call out culture and you know being a hate outrage culture. I've mentioned it on many podcasts, I yeah. think. You're entitled to feel outraged about things. That's a perfectly normal human emotion. But the call out culture
1: mm.
0: um I there seems to be like the Public, the court of public opinion dictates that no, you're guilty until you get found innocent, which is fucking awful. In that case, mm. then you know, like the the Salem witchcraft trials were completely justified by that element alone. You know, like they're witches. Oh, but they they died and proved not to be <laughs> witches, and they were innocent, weren't she they? She
1: floats, and she's a duck.
0: Um, but yeah, I I I find it hard because. In the court of law, he was found not guilty.
1: For that one.
0: So was Jimmy Savile.
1: That's another thing I thought of earlier. Was I wonder, you know, looking back at that uh, documentary Louis Theroux did about Jimmy Savile. With Jimmy Savile, when Louis made Jimmy. I wonder, in light of this, what it would be like watching that Martin Bashir. Um, Michael Jackson thing. But
0: he got accused of yellow journalism because of that, and even I made mention of yellow journalism, you know? Mm. What's
1: what's the definition of yellow journalism? Oh, it's just completely
0: skewed journalism, you know? It's kind of like, he's got... Martin Bashir went in with an agenda, and that agenda was rather than show the glamorous and Quirky life of Michael Jackson, he went in and kind of cut everything together to present this absolute I, I, you can't even call it a character assassination anymore with all well, this that's information the that's come out, you know? Yeah. I think you raise a good point that it might be worth going back to that. Yeah, now maybe
1: we should have a watch tonight.
0: Maybe we should have maybe you know, we just should... to,
1: to ease into sleep. Oh yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> no, because life isn't more complicated enough <laughs> and finding it hard to sleep with the screaming voices, you know, you, you, there's a good point there. And so I, I find the trouble of, I, 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 I'm, I'm positive that he did it now. I'm positive. I do not believe now about the idea of, you know, he had a child. He didn't have a childhood and he just wanted to relive his childhood just because of, again, how graphic in nature they were talking about, um, Michael Jackson's turn-on so like, at one point one of the boys, you know, I'm sorry, but bent over, Ugh. spread his cheeks apart while Ugh. Michael Jackson pleasured himself, you know. You can't make that stuff up, but then there are apologists out there, Michael Jackson fans, who will turn around and say he borrowed that from some sort of fan fiction, and the, man, the Michael Jackson fandom is Fucking insane. It is cult like. You've you've read the article, right? Yeah, yeah. So you would have seen the screen grabs I got of yeah. the Michael Jackson Reddit, which showed every which way in this day and age that someone can destroy mm. the credibility. Including going on IMDB and, and down voting it. But everyone everyone knows that. That's what the problem's been with Captain Marvel, because mm. no one likes Brie Larson, so <laughs> downvote before we've seen it. But how can they justify if it was their child that it happened to, can they then justify the actions? Can they can they justify it whatsoever? And this goes back now to when I was talking about, you know, the, the moral compass because the parents that they interviewed in all honesty thought that there was nothing untowards happening. Mm. It's a thirty something year old man with like a ten to thirteen year old child. Does some of the responsibility fall on the parents, then, for acting in such a a naive way? Was Mm. it poor parenting?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean... (laughs) Could
0: you elaborate a little bit why?
1: Didn't Michael Jackson buy one of the parents a house? Like...
0: That would be if I They're remember correctly. Pimping out their
1: kids to him with liberty, like... But it's difficult
0: because would you want to disappoint your child when it's best friends with like the biggest megastar like, in the Look, world,
1: buddy? This is creepy. And at
0: no point though would you think that this guy has got such a public profile that that he can't. You know, if anything like this come out, it would destroy his career. And it did come out, and he he still had like history and he still had a career out of it despite the first allegations you know so would you not see a little complexity there in which one of the most public people in the world which then begs the deviancy about that he would if everything has happened and we have to now view this as kind of like my this is my podcast it's my opinion mm. my opinion is that he did it okay and yeah, so 100% so you know so he did it okay he hid it from fucking plain sight from everybody how awful is that
1: well it's like it was so obvious like that it couldn't be true but it was true
0: yeah if you know what i mean no 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 but you you just thought you're right it was the there were jokes made about it time and time and time again, mm. you know that you just thought, "Oh, this can't be real," because the comedic fodder behind it, you know, like
1: if mm. it,
0: if this was real, we would not be joking about this, yeah, you know um but yeah the I think the the parents must be mortified, but you're right, you know, perhaps the parents were paid off, or maybe disappointing a child. I mean, at one point they were talking about how Michael Jackson was almost kind of like they acted like a surrogate for Michael Jackson. Yeah,
1: that's fucking weird.
0: Yeah. But that is the whole intrigue and the awe about Michael Jackson is that he's done so many things that are viewed as odd. It's hard to determine what is real and what is Mm. made up, you know? All right, bear in mind that this is the guy who allegedly bought the uh, Joseph Merrick's bones, mm. the Elephant Man. This is also the guy who, I mean, you know, when you're in school, you hear rumors like, remember that rumor, Alan Manson had two ribs removed so he could play for yeah. himself with his mouth.
1: And when he played don't know shows... why I couldn't just
0: say blowjob, <laughs> but you know, we're all adults here.
1: And throwing puppies into the audience.
0: Oh yeah, or how, and when uh... Gwen
1: Stefani had an overdose.
0: Jesus, I never heard that. Oh, that
1: must have been a a Waiheke thing.
0: Must have been a Waihickey thing. Um But you you just couldn't believe it. It was hidden in, in yeah. such plain sight. But it's also scary. I ha- you know, I think I'm taking more exception to the fact that there is a devout fan base out there that will do whatever they can to defame mm. or debase. They can't They are having troubles reconciling good guy Michael Jackson with all of his lyrics and messages of hope and peace. Mm. With the fact that, perhaps behind closed doors, Michael Jackson was, in actuality, a sexual deviant.
1: A dirty Diana. Oh,
0: Sorry. (laughs) But, I mean, that makes the question now, um, can we still listen to Michael Jackson music? Can we reconcile... The artist from their art. I
1: I feel like... I haven't attempted it since yesterday. But I feel like it would be met with constant sort of thought in the back of your head of...
0: You couldn't... Right, put it this way. You can't listen to Lost Prophets anymore.
1: No, well, that's the thing. Exactly. It's going to be like... Because
0: the implication there is that if you listen to Lost Prophets, then you support what Ian Watkins did, which was fucking horrendous as well yeah but then there was no doubt or ambiguity about what he did
1: no it was just straight up
0: you're a fucking piece of shit yeah. <laughs> as you know just straight up you are an awful awful <clears throat> human being that had coerced other people into their the worst possible <coughs> behavior
1: have you um checked ebay for any cheap michael jackson memorabilia i've
0: not logged why would I want to? I don't know. I can't. But are there, <laughs> curiosity. Are there crimes though where you can't reconcile the artist from the art? Um. Like for example, Louis C.K. is always a popular one that we yeah. come back to with yeah. this, you know, um, in his position of power, and then he he basically exposed himself and jerked off in front of women, you know, but. I myself can still listen to his stand up shows because mm. I reconcile the fact that he is a piece of shit. Or that or that this hap- you know demonstrates that yeah, even off stage he is every bit like his character on stage because he's mm. not a character. He is just an awful human being that observes how awful he is. Yeah. But some might say a narcissist. Some might say a narcissist <laughs> indeed. But when it comes to things like child molestation. Mm. I'm guessing it's a lot lot harder to kind of like I can't listen to this because of what he's done.
1: I mean when was the last time you you were like, hey, let's put on a Gary Glitter record?
0: Oh, that's very true. Which is I mean like oh Because you can't listen to thriller.
1: Oh
0: and there is No more Earth song. No, and there is an absolute like glut of Michael Jackson's I mean, we grew up. He was a big, big part of our musical lives, you know?
1: Yeah, man. I thought he was going to heal the world.
0: Which made it even more damning mm. and even more difficult to reconcile. Maybe that's what's happening with his fan base, though. Mm. Maybe they're having difficulty reconciling oh, this. Yeah. You know? um, So... As far as you're concerned, we should no longer be listening to Michael Jackson.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can listen to it, I guess, but
0: you have to. I think it's we listen to Elvis, and you made a good point because le- Elvis legally adopted well, yeah. Priscilla until she was of a certain until she was of the age of consent, yeah. and then married her. But so you know, as th- awful as it sounds, like... that is le- he- that is basically legalised paedophilia yeah. that he engaged but I, in. But I feel like there's, there's Theori- some allegedly. Of
1: consent, maybe. It's, the but it's not, David it's, Bowie. it's
0: statutory.
1: Yeah, straight up. So, David Bowie as well.
0: But now. When I, I mean, listen
1: to David Bowie, I don't think, oh, there was that time that he had sex with that 14
0: year old. I didn't know that. Oh, really? This was news to me. Sorry. No, go on.
1: Like, just... Oh, yeah, apparently he liked really young girls.
0: That's endemic, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't like this idea of it was the time and oh, yeah. place. You it was know? all right in the 70s. Um, but it wasn't, though. And you you had characters like Jimmy Savile. Yeah, a fucking rife of people in the BBC. Mm. Broke my heart when John Peel went on record to say that, yeah, there were some things that went on that mm. you don't really talk about. But we have to talk about it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just depressing that, you know... I just I do generally I mean it was not pleasant if you if anyone goes I'm, in I'm not gonna watch that no, I, no I know I mean I've, mm. I've basically summed everything up the yeah. first part you know as as everyone's probably seen already if not by illegal means or if you're in the state's hBO certainly you have watched the first part on channel four last night um the first part was so unsettling mm. it was it was horrifying. And the second part was unsettling because the second part focused on everything that happened post those relationships. Mm. It's not as grueling as Is that right the first.
1: relationships? I guess.
0: But that's the that's the thing. Yeah. In their mind at that age, they considered what they had with Michael Jackson a relationship. Yeah. It's only when they got older and realized that that's really wrong. That's me. not, at, yeah, that's not a relationship. That is basically I've been groomed and brainwashed as well. You ask the question or we asked the question why they lied under oath in the 1990s. And perhaps it was a sense of brainwashing. You know, it was a sense of, I can't let anything bad happen to my best friend.
1: Yeah.
0: But like fucking hell, man, have your first sexual experience.
1: Ugh.
0: No, you. I know it's unsettling, but it's what we it's have horrific. to talk about. Um, what's it gonna take to have these people that have this blind faith? Uh, There's a cult of personality, isn't like it? It's when, almost, it's almost like a <clears throat> godlike state. But now. when
1: you think of it, just think of like Trump supporters. It's the same deal. You can't tell them no, actually. This is wrong, but then what is wrong? Everything's subjective.
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) I disagree with that completely. (laughs) Who knows? I think some things are wrong. Child molestation molestation and grooming grooming, is wrong. Um, genocide.
1: Also wrong. It's
0: also wrong. (laughs) So you know, you might say subjective, but if somebody turned, at no point have I ever turned around to anyone who denied the Holocaust. And I have been in situations where people have denied that. At no point have I gone, what a charming little quirk that, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, he doesn't believe something that's horrific or he doesn't think it's a big deal, you know?
1: But he probably also believes the Earth is
0: flat. Or well, it could be a she before the oh, yeah. Tuscoma fucking rumors start up again. Uh, I am just bringing up Michael Jackson's uh, official Reddit. Uh, And amongst all the things They've kicked off They're up in arms now We should cancel Ellen DeGeneres And her show Which could be considered as homophobic By today's standards as well Um, That they should cancel Oprah Winfrey Because Because
1: Oprah did the after show
0: She did Which could be considered (coughs) racist as well No it's not racist whatsoever I'm just having some fun It's the climate to have some fun finally Corey Feldman defended him. That was another argument that I saw the fans make. Well, Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman have both said that he never acted on towards them. Not every child he meets is going to get molested. And I know I could. Have, that's a very heavy-handed hmm. way of saying that, but he was clever. He was manipulative, which makes it even more devious because he knew he picked the right kind of candidates. But how candidates. can Corey
1: Feldman say that in his lifetime in Hollywood he's been abused by men but then don't believe these people because Michael Jackson was my friend.
0: Well you can't do it. Yeah. It's unfair. You can't say that someone's allegations of abuse are, are a work of fiction or a flight of fantasy because it it, it, it doesn't suit your your personal kind of um relations with people you know yeah so the whole lena dunham situation when one of the writers of girls was accused of sexual misconduct lena dunham came straight out and said this is one of the three percent of cases where you know a false accusations made and then she came out and said i lied and i should have taken this a lot more serious you know just because the narrative does not fit your own personal growth or your friend's personal growth you know it's unfortunate- you know if I had a friend that did something absolutely disgusting, it's unfortunate, and I would have empathy for that friend. I really would because there's something wrong, but I'd still say that they were guilty yeah. if i if I knew someone that like had you know hit someone in the car and drove off and they came up to me and went i, I, I killed someone I hit and run'd be like.
1: The cops, I am going to losing. the cops
0: you know this is you know which plays into the moral compass once again
1: Yeah,
0: and I think that's what we're missing now is we're missing that kind of morality it's g- girls that are saying that Chris Brown raping a girl can't be possible because you know it's never raped with Chris Brown. Have you seen any posts like that?
1: I, I keep away from posts like that.
0: Yeah, well, it's a good because it is... It is <laughs> is asked, this what's happening on Facebook It's at the depressing. Moment? Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's the echo chamber at the moment. I, you know? I only
1: follow The Guardian. Oh, well, that's
0: probably a pleasant, pleasant thing. <laughs> it's a
1: great thing. My liberal bubble.
0: I think we should take a deep breath. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think it is also important to say that if any of these matters have affected you, um, I mean, I can honestly say this you know, we can't say this through experience, you know, we've got no agency to do that. We have got the power of advocacy, though. And if you've been ever affected by anything that we've spoken about mm-hmm. this far in the p- podcast, be it um, Keith Flint's suicide has affected you, uh, be it All the kind of topics that we've raised discussing leaving Neverland and the pantheon
1: life is just a big trigger warning at the moment, isn't it? It is,
0: but you know, don't be bleak, like I've said in almost every podcast. You know, there are people that have walked in the same shoes that you have, you know, and that have survived, you know. And if you ever need any help, it's out there. So, if any of the themes that we've discussed so far in this podcast have affected you, um. Please go out, you know, go on Google, look for local uh, advocacy groups, look for, you know, in America, you have rain and New Zealand, they've they've not cut all the fucking funding to rape crisis hotlines since we left, you know, Um, search out in the UK, Samaritans. There are a number of people there that will offer you the counsel and the help if you need it. And you're never going to be alone. So with that, we're going to take a little break recompose ourselves. And when we Come back, we'll uh, enter into the lovely world
1: of consumerism. And welcome back. Hopefully at
0: that point in time, when you've returned, you'll hear uh, a new song. have actually did the theme to oh, this yeah. podcast. I did. Glitter cunt.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jamie announced what it was called the nah, other week. Fun.
1: It was a working title, but it stuck.
0: And uh, but I like it so more of that. But we're not gonna put that up on Spotify because then we'd have to get a license for it. But I own it. I know, but then you'd release it, and oh, we'd then have you'd to have, deal have to deal with the royalties. Oh
1: right, okay. Well, how about I gift you that?
0: Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. But we're not releasing it commercially. No, fine. No, we're not, and nor that last track that you gave me as the interlude between Leaving Neverland and this part. What track? Exactly. <laughs>
1: i'm getting very meta-referential i'll have a look through my uh, garage band files
0: oh i'll have a look through the mirad of compositions that i have made at made monroe of fomakismo soon to be fame any plugs you want to do before we go to record store day i'd much rather Uh, plug you than you know uh,
1: okay here's one um my band wants to play some shows in leeds
0: yeah. Am I still your booking agent? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay, right. You might want to run that past Yeah, I'll, Anna. Ask,
1: I'll ask Anna. Okay. Um, we, we want to play some shows. We've played one show. I think we were all right. That's,
0: that's a good plug.
1: Yeah.
0: That was the best plug that you could have done. So, where can people find you, mate?
1: Uh, well, I think we're on Facebook. You are. But I don't have a Facebook. No, you don't. So, I I won't see the message. Okay. Um, well,
0: Instagram. They c- or they could jump on the Muzai group on Facebook.
1: Or just go to Ikigai
0: yeah, we could do you that. You can get... Ask BNG. I keep forgetting that we can insert a link down the bottom of this podcast as Ooh, well. Ooh,
1: verbal hyperlinks.
0: Ooh, I like that. Verbal hyper... Thank you. Um, Record store day, April 13th, 2019, because it's 2019 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Part of me is a little bit cynical. I, I, I don't want to put on my Muzai hat. don't want to put on the record label hat. Um, but... Record store days a thing now. It's become ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Um, either one-off special vinyl releases or or stuff like that. Do you not feel jaded as a musician about the idea of record store day? Shouldn't every day be record store day?
1: It should, and every day should be Valentine's Day. Oh, when you love your lover. nice. when you love your lover. Um, nice. no, but... you love
0: lover. Ah. Yeah. Oh. We needed that uplifting I thing. Know. Can you come on and do more podcasts with that uplifting uh, rhetoric? I'll
1: try. I, I don't know where that came from because I am actually having a really shit day. You were
0: staring into my beautiful blue I eyes. Was. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as you were saying.
1: Uh, what was I saying? Uh, record store day. Every day
0: should be record store day, um, much like every month should be New Zealand Music Month, which maybe UK viewers, viewers, listeners.
1: <laughs> audio viewers.
0: Or if they're watching it on YouTube, I guess they're viewers.
1: Yeah. Um, don't get it. I don't know, like I I don't have the money to spend all this this cash on obscure releases. But
0: then a recent
1: I've got rent to pay.
0: A recent don't we all I've got a full time job to work. No, don't we all? Well <laughs> every moving swift like a recent article came out that shows that vinyl and C D sales are doing better than iTunes.
1: Are people still doing vinyl? Is that still a thing? i
0: the the bubble's not burst on that yet. It's clinging on for dear life.
1: Um, when I was at BM, fun story. They're selling
0: What's B&M. B&M. Yeah. The shop. Well p- some people in New Zealand oh. don't know what BM it's, is.
1: It's kinda like the warehouse. It's like the Wadi Fadi. It is, but yeah. like super.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> not to say that the warehouse wasn't they're super. They're selling all that these like the airport was pretty compilation
1: dope. records.
0: Yeah. Right. Compilation records. Yeah,
1: like vinyl. They're selling vinyl and it's like £6 a piece.
0: Compilations of what?
1: Like sort of like classic rock and roll and things like that. Really? Yeah. £6 a piece? Yeah, BM. They're
0: running at a loss. Remember when Sainsbury's <laughs> got into the vinyl game?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. this is the thing.
0: Remember when Sonic Youth released an album for Starbucks? Oh, yeah. The fuck has happened to our childhood heroes? Um. Michael Jackson, Sonic Youth. Honestly, like, I was devastated when Thurston and Kim broke up. Mm. You know, I had a hard time. I dealt with that. Apparently, um, <laughs> Thurston had a porn show for young girls. Not young, young, but... Record Store Day, right? That's what we're talking about. Um, some of the highlights this year, and I quote from the BBC, because, to be honest with you, the list goes on and on and on. Every person just releases on Record Store Day. Yeah. That's a gimmick. It is. Yeah. But there are some pretty cool gimmicky items, to be honest with you.
1: Let me guess. Go on. The white stripes are releasing something. You know limited this. Limited edition. You know this. Window pane. You know this. You, know you have this. to run your fingers down it, and it plays a white
0: stripe No, song. it's a chalkboard, and you have to run your nails uh, down right, it, and it's so. like, you know... Ehh! Yeah, probably one of the <laughs> awful Jack White projects that one would be, you know. Definitely not the Tours. But no, he's releasing uh his uh, Third Man Records are releasing a tiny little turntable with um the White Stripes discography on three inch vinyl? Mm. How do you cut to three inches?
1: What is the point in it, other than to There's sell it on record store day?
0: There's a lot you can do with three inches, but putting music on it is probably not. That's right, Maeve. A dick joke. Kevin Smith would have done the same thing.
1: India, I'm triggered.
0: Sorry. I did give you a trigger <clears> warning <throat> at the start. I oh, know. Um, some of the highlights, though, according to the BBC, is Mickey Mouse Disco.
1: What the shit's that? It's
0: a disco album of Mickey Mouse.
1: Right. Did you ever get Smurfs
0: Goes Pop in New Zealand?
1: Uh, unfortunately, my sister had it on cassette.
0: Good on that. Una. Good on her.
1: It was, like, hell. Yeah,
0: but it was incredibly popular. Yeah. I loved it until they did a version of three Lions. I think it was, like, Smurf in football. Ugh. I did, like, um, I got a little puppy, but then I liked the techno trance version, I mm. Want to Be a Hippie, so yeah. it was interchangeable. Um more interesting than that is a new york test pressing of bob dylan's blood on the tracks
1: oh yeah yep
0: um prince's the versace experience which was a series of cassette tapes that he released when he did a he was working with versace i think for new york fashion week oh, is that, yeah. you're the fashion person i, I, Have I said that, that right new york fashion week <laughs> uh At one stage, it fetched over the three thousand pound mark on discogs on cassette tape, because a lot of things are coming out on cassette tape for record store day. Yeah, even though people mock
1: people do cassette
0: tapes. I am an admirer of the cassette. Poor man's analog, isn't it?
1: It's affordable. It's
0: definitely affordable. It's easy to press on yeah. Come Brexit, we can all just dub over our Giant Bunny and the Master mixes, cassette tapes yeah. or Alanis Morissette tapes is what we used back in the day. Um, Banana Rama, the first of a series of remix albums on vinyl mm. are coming out. So you wanted to know when the vinyl bubble is going to burst? Mm. It's getting that way, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like it's, something's going to happen with Brexit and because most of these things are pressed in Europe, aren't they? Oh,
0: damn near all of them are. I yeah. think the biggest pressing plants in the, in Poland or the Czech Republic. Yeah. I had a look. At, apparently, China have a vinyl presser, vinyl pressing plant, or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But then I was informed by Reese O'Loughlin.
1: Mhm. Good on Reese.
0: Shout out Reese. Hi. Hey. How's it going? How about Reese? Good night, mate. I was telling me that apparently the quality of Chinese vinyl is absolutely horrific. Oh, really? I think it's it's there alongside. In Russia, did you know that they bootlegged vinyl by etching onto old X-ray acetates?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's is, clever. That's, yeah, clever and cool, but the sound quality. Just imagine a really shit Geraldine vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's also an official release of R.E.M.'s Secret Shows at London's Borderline Club back in the 90s when they were touring Out of Time. But they didn't tour. And this is something I only found out about R.E.M. when I did some research. They did a year-long tour of Green. Mm -hmm. Then they were so exhausted that they never toured until Monster came out. Yeah. Yeah. So Out of Time and Automatic for the People. Big, big albums for R.E.M. that put them into the mainstream map. People were familiar with R.E.M. anyway because of, well, they were part of the Athens scene, weren't they? Yeah. I'm sure they were. Kurt Cobain was a huge fan of Michael Stein. You know that. I know that. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Just making <laughs> Sorry. sure... <yeah>, you know. Sorry, <laughs> I know that. I'm aware. Right. Um, but yeah, no, they never talked about Apart from they did two shows in London under the name Bingo Handjob.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so for Record Store Day going to be releasing the second night of that show oh,
1: yeah.
0: officially because it was officially recorded the oh. bingo hand job for record store day
1: is mozai records going to be selling anything absolutely through the, uh, fucking, web store? uh through the which web store which is essentially a record
0: store it's essentially a record store isn't it yeah. um no <laughs> well interesting you should bring that up i'm hoping to get everything back up by april for the start of the financial year
1: oh
0: yeah As it's april 13th i don't know
1: it through facebook facebook marketplace yeah but you can sell hand cream and shit but
0: what have i got to sell i, don't I got a lot of a lot of things to sell i mean you know ie crazy's doing stuff once again so it might be worth you know getting people reacquainted through non mentors. But i'm not doing anything specifically for record store day
1: because
0: mm. i don't know man i just think it's a bit of a gimmick to be honest with you it's kind of like one day dedicated to reissues and the importance of the record store when there's already documented um, statistics that are showing that people still buy. It's not the concept of physical items that put people off.
1: Mm.
0: It's the fucking laziness of going to a shop to try and find something when you've got Amazon or Discogs. In
1: my defense.
0: Well, I wasn't attacking you. but Yeah, in your defense... (laughs)
1: I haven't managed to step foot inside HMV since I stopped working there. Well,
0: you know, at one point nobody would have been sent foot in HMV, yeah. certainly not the Oxford Street I'm that store anymore. Um, but you've been in the jumper records with me.
1: Yeah,
0: but you've never. I really always perused. feel
1: like a, a sense of like being judged though.
0: No, it's like not. Like
1: I'm always, like, I'm not that cool. It's
0: not real groovy. Mm. Yeah,
1: real groovy.
0: Not really. I was judged mercilessly at Real Groovy a couple of times by people that towards the end wanted me to interview them for the Groove Guide. That was the amusing part. Hmm. Hmm. I can see your interest is waning, so maybe we should end it there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Maeve. I know you've got a mobile phone that you want to be affixed to.
1: Well, my watch is telling me I am getting some messages.
0: Oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> is it in relation to the podcast?
1: Uh, no. Okay. It's to do with some sort of British Bake Off show, silly really edition. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what the kids. God, are I don't
0: do. know what they're into. Um, but look, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Mave. Um, I hope to have you on again at some point next week. Hopefully, regular programming with Jamie. Uh, once more um, but until then uh, if you want to follow us twitter it's at ikigai pro instagram ikigai x pro on the web at ikigai or hello at ikigai pro.net uh, michael jackson fans if you want to send your hate just straight into my spam folder go right ahead and uh, until next week uh, kakite say bye mae
1: bye mae